Welcome back to Book Talks Podcast. This is Kayla. And Marissa. And this week we read Persuasion by Jane Austen um, as our classic of the season. We were just at, I was just talking to myself, I'm like, why do we pick this book? But I think I picked it because of the Netflix show. And I think I've, I've owned it for a while. Um, but And it's a classic. <laughs> it's a classic. It is a classic. It wasn't a, it wasn't a fave. <laughs> it was not a fave. Especially coming off of Little Women. I know you didn't like Little Women as much as me. But I felt like with Little Women, I really got to know each of the sisters' personalities and how they were different from each other. And there was also a slight love story. And then we jump into Persuasion. And I love Pride and Prejudice, like favorite classic of all time. So I'm thinking, all right, Jane Austen, here we go. And I just feel like I could not keep Elizabeth and Anne separate because Elizabeth is normally like the main character's name, you know, like Elizabeth Bennett in Pride and Prejudice. So I kept thinking Elizabeth was the main character. And then on top of it, I just felt like it was a lot of telling, not showing. Like the author was telling us things without showing it. I, and it's the same plot as Pride and Prejudice as far as like having all these girls and no um, heir to the estate. So whatever. I do wonder which one she wrote first. Let me look. That's a good point. Like, was this her first shot? It was like a pretty small book compared to the others. Um, mm-hmm. So I get in the sense of, of the little woman, like we, we little woman was a thick book. Mm-hmm. Um, if we didn't know the characters been in that book, then there's something wrong with us. Yeah. Um, yeah. I do think I, un- I was following Jane uh, Pride and Prejudice more. But I do wonder if that's society's influence on Pride mm-hmm. and Prejudice. Like, there's so many Pride and Prejudice retellings and stories. And I feel like I've seen that movie before. Whereas, I never really heard of Persuasion. Like, I told someone I was reading Persuasion by Jane Austen. They, well, I ended up, didn't say by Jane Austen. just said Persuasion, thinking like they would assume. And they're like, oh, who's that by? I was like, oh, Jane Austen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, also, Pride and Prejudice, to me, is like the um, original hate to love, enemies to lovers, like Mr. Darcy, Elizabeth Bennet hated each other. So it's like kind of the original that so many people have modeled books after. So it is ingrained in society, whereas Persuasion just didn't have much to it. And have you read any of her other books? That's a good question. I feel like I have, but... Let me see. I get her mixed up with Charlotte Bront- Bronte. So it's possible I haven't read. No, actually, I don't think I've seen Sense and Sensibility. Um, I've seen the movie for Sense and Sensibility. I can't say it. Sense <laughs> and Sensibility. The movie's so good. So I really want to read that book. But I haven't actually read her other books. So she wrote Pride and Prejudice uh, or... It was purchased by a publisher in 1812, um, or and it was finished in 1813. But Persuasion was written in 1816, mm. so it was after the fact. Because I would kind of understand if it was like before the fact, and like mm-hmm. it was kind of like gearing up Pride and Prejudice and stuff. But yeah, I just feel like this one didn't hit the mark. Um, yeah. I watched the movie, which I do love, Dakota Johnson. Um, mm-hmm. But I just feel like I don't really get the plot. Like, what's the point? <laughs> no, I feel the same way because when I spark noted it, <laughs> <laughs> we sound so. 
<laughs> we have a book podcast, but here we are in Spark Notes. <laughs> well, okay. So I was three chapters in and I had restarted the book twice already. And I was like, I cannot restart it a third time. You just, you're not understanding it. Just spark note it. At least get a sense of the characters. And so I spark noted it. And based on the summary and spark notes, you know, the the love story is, love story is between Wentworth and Anne. That's his name, right? Wentworth? Yeah. Captain Frederick Wentworth. But as far as the summary goes, it's like, they used to be engaged and then they broke up and that's before the book started. Then the book starts and it's like, she's maybe still pining for him, but he's kind of not interested in her. And it's not until the very, very end, like the last 30 pages that it's like, he suddenly confesses his love for her out of nowhere, out of the blue, even though you just read 200 pages, it just happens. And she's like, yes, I love you too. And then they're engaged. I'm like, where is the... um? like the longing, like as far as when I was listening to this, I didn't feel the longing or the tension or like, I want you, but I can't have you. Like it was there, but not really. It didn't make me feel it. Yeah. I feel like that was the biggest thing for Pride and Prejudice was like the longing. Like they have like these touches or these like moments or these glances. And I feel like Jane Austen really emphasized in those like little moments, those like unsaid moments where that wasn't the case for this book. Uh-huh. Um, and I feel like Anne wanted to be a stronger woman, but she wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I relate. Like, <laughs> I'm thinking back to like Downton Abbey. Uh-huh. Um, I actually feel like this book actually relates a lot to Downton Abbey and how um, who's the non-pretty daughter? <laughs> oh, oh, what's her name? Oh, we gotta Google it. Down- <laughs> I know. I mean, I can. She's giving me head vibes. <laughs> <laughs> what's her name? It was Sybil. Edith. It was Mary and Edith. She gives me Edith, Edith vibes. <laughs> she's kind of like, she's just kind of there. Like everyone kind of overlooks her. Yeah. And Edith has more redemption qualities than Anne. But she and uh, Edith ended up marrying like one of the most like pre- prestigious guys of the three. So she uh-huh. made it pretty far. Or and I guess Anne did the same. I guess the big thing was that. Anne should have married him when he was poor so he wouldn't be insecure that she married him when he was rich but that didn't happen I know when I spark noted it I kind of got the ick from Anne because I was like you broke up with him when he was poor and then you only married him when he was rich and even though you were like pining for him how do you think that makes him feel I'm gonna google what is the lessons learned in persuasion (laughs) I'll Google what's the point of persuasion. (laughs) Five lessons Jane Austen wanted us to learn from persuasion. No one should interfere with matters of the heart. Find the right man instead of creating the image of the ideal man. A woman without a husband is not a problem to be solved. And yet she gets the guy at the end. (laughs) (laughs) so is that a lesson supportive family system (laughs) I don't think Anne had that (laughs) don't trust the 10 
I think that relates to uh, William Elliot. Mm-hmm. Um, cousin. Yeah. Didn't, didn't he like spark some interest in her? Yeah, yeah. He was into her. He wanted to marry her though only for the inheritance. Yeah. Um, so I didn't read past the middle. So for the show. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry, podcast listeners. Um, I was sick this week, so I've watched the show. But um in the show he made out with like the girl that they brought along, um, like their like family friend who he they all thought the dad her? was after. That's who the guy made out with. Uh <laughs> but I don't know if that really happened in the book. <laughs> I don't think anyone made out with anyone in the book. This was a very G-rated book. Oh wow, yeah. So there was some mm-hmm. making out in the the show was act the movie was good. Like I honestly think it was a good movie. It was very like um it was filmed like Bridgerton, like more modern take on um back then, like they had different races and it wasn't it was written like today America not 1800s like Jane mm-hmm. Austen wrote it then which does I guess does Jane Austen write this all in America or, no it's England it's England yeah so Europe England yeah yeah whatever it's all modern there's a lot of just it's a little different take but I do feel like they kept the story of um Anne and what's his name again Went Wentworth I think that story yeah. stayed the same I think uh-huh <laughs> But it was a good show, a good movie. I'd recommend it, honestly. Netflix did a good job with it. So, But the biggest thing that I thought was the weirdest part about the movie is that Anne would just, like, turn to the camera in, like, all the scenes and just, like, give, like, her inner monologue to the camera. Mm-hmm. In the middle of the scene, and it was so awkward. Yeah, which is kind of how the book was written. <laughs> and that's why I say I feel like with this book, it was a lot of showing, not telling, because... All of Anne's, like, everything we learn about Anne is presented through her internal monologue. She's not, like, interacting with people or having witty conversations with people. Like, in Pride and Prejudice, like, Elizabeth is very witty and can keep up with Mr. Darcy. And they have these little debates and stuff. This was, like, Anne was just there and then would tell us stuff through her inner monologue. And I was like, Anne... Get a personality, girl. That kind of just, like, cracks me up. Like, yeah, in my own head, I'm fantastic. <laughs> if I were to book by myself, yeah, I'd freaking hide the heck out of myself. Um, that's funny. <laughs> I did just read also that this book was technically published six months after Jane Austen's death. Wow. So um, maybe maybe they changed it. Maybe it was a banger before she died, and then the publisher was like, "I'm gonna make this bad." <laughs> as much as Anne has like no personality, I do think her sisters suck. Oh yeah, her sisters suck for sure. <laughs> I loved the letters that Mary wrote to her, and Mary's just like, "Woe is me! I am rich and wealthy, but none of the fun drama is happening near me, so I am sad." And I was like, "Mary, shut up! You're so rich." <laughs> Just go buy yourself a scarf. And then um, her sister Elizabeth was just like obsessed with her father, which I thought was like creepy relationship between the father and daughter. <laughs> Again on Spark Notes. Sorry, guys, but I had to use Spark Notes. But intellectually, I could not understand this book. 
um, they were saying that Elizabeth was very much like her father. They have the same kind of, they're vain, they want material possessions, they're worried about um, how it looks to be seen with someone of a lower rank. Uh, so that's why they're insanely close, I guess. Allegedly, there's nothing creepy going on. Allegedly. Allegedly. I mean, I should hope not. <laughs> I feel like father-daughter father, daughter is where I draw the line. Like, I mean, step <laughs> stepfather, maybe, but real father-daughter? Real father-daughter. We don't support that here at Book Talks Podcast. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of... No, we, I was, no, the only traumatizing incest book we have read is City, uh, is the Mortal Instrument, Mortal Instrument <gasps> series. I mean, that thing really did traumatize me. Yeah, I'm, I'm traumatized. <laughs> I, I think that's why me and my brother aren't close because I was like, wow, I don't want anything of what happened in this book to come to fruition in my life. <laughs> Uh, I know because you guys are just so similar. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah. You yeah. and uh, is it Clara? Claire, <laughs> Jason. Yeah, I was thinking Claire, but Claire doesn't sound right. Clarice, Clara, no. Clara. Yeah, maybe. Maybe Clara. You know, I forget any detail about about her besides her being like raised a human, but really was a demon slayer. Mm. That, it was funny because they like tried to make a movie and then like it didn't hit and they're like well let's try a tv show next <laughs> i liked the movie i liked the movie i thought it was going to be the next big thing and then everyone was like nah <laughs> i liked the movie too that the main uh the main guy i think he was in harry potter and he was supposed to be um grindelwald yeah in harry younger, potter yeah younger grindelwald Young, young Grindelwald. I love saying that word. Um. <laughs> no, and I feel like in Pride and Prejudice, you had some like female empowerment undertones where there was like, this was no female empowerment. Yeah. She still I mean, ended up married. Like, uh, that's why I made fun of the lesson that you point, you said was the lesson we're supposed to have learned that like you don't need a man to, to, being single isn't something you need to improve or like a single woman doesn't need to whatever I don't know what you said but I'm like she did get married in the end so what was the lesson there just wait till he's rich to marry him (laughs) it's that's kind of my takeaway at this moment (laughs) yeah (laughs) like make him improve himself first before giving him the goods Okay, so let's talk about what else. So let's talk about other books we've been reading. Sitting, I think we've we've <laughs> talked about persuasion to our extent. <laughs> that is the extent of our knowledge. Yeah, what we else will do better. We have we are sorry, our fans. We have our our five our fans, fans out there. Our, um, we're sorry, mom and dad. <laughs> we've been just busy, but we're gonna actually read the next book and actually record on time. Well, we actually skipped what we were supposed to do and did persuasion instead it was a 20-hour audiobook I know and it was Stephen King which neither of us have read I feel like it is a must like I feel like we do read Stephen King I feel like he is a modern day classic but it was holidays we couldn't get the name um what is the next book I feel like we're gonna have to push Stephen King back again um I always go to our Instagram where it has like the lineup on that photo. Mm. 
I really, I think we got kicked out of all our book, all, all our groups. That Okay. sounds about right. Um, oh, we, we just, we just bopped around to persuasion. Should we do book of the night? We can do that one, yeah. And then five survive comes out. It shipped to me today. So I think it came out, um, like yesterday. Okay, I need to jump on that. Um, so So, we're still going to do the books. We're just going to push back Stephen King. Um, but yeah, I just feel like we've been losing the momentum a little bit, but I need to get back on track. yeah. <laughs> yeah, some of these books at the end I wasn't as excited for. Book of Night, I feel like is old now. Didn't it come out last year? Like, is it even relevant? Um, it came out beginning of this year. Okay, okay. Uh, I am curious because we've actually never read a Holly Black book. We both have been wanting to read Cruel Prince and we haven't. So I am curious about her writing. And I think this is supposed to be her first like adult novel because I think Cruel Prince was young adult. So I'm kind of looking forward to it. It's a thin book. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm mhm. Mm Um, Mm okay. That's but yeah, I feel like we've lost steam a little bit. I mean, I, I think the other suggestion was um, the Caraval spinoff. Uh, I forgot the name of the books. Uh, the Stephanie Garber books that have good. kind Yeah. of been the rage. The second one just came out. I don't know what the spinoff is. So I didn't know it was a spinoff when I read the first one because I never do my research, but uh, I think it's like Love uh, Once Upon a Broken Heart. Oh, okay. Yeah. And the second book just came out. And I've read Once Upon a Broken Heart. And I really did like it. I think that was one you wanted to read, but I was unsure if I was going to get the second one in time because I ordered it from Fairy Loot and I never know when they're shipping things. But it would require you to read two books and me one. So that was, I think, why we didn't do it. But um, I did like that one. But so that actually is a whole big thing because the Carvel series kind of goes before, but you could read Once Upon a Broken Heart separately. But it is, it does take characters from Caraval, and it kind of is based off the events that happen in Caraval, is why things are happening in that book. So I always recommend reading Caraval first, but I did not do that because I did not um, do any research. So you can do it the other way. Story of my life. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll stick to the thing for now. But I'm excited for the new. Um, Holly Jackson book. Yeah, I am Yeah, excited for that me one. too. We love we love her. I love her so much. Uh, I was telling someone over Thanksgiving break because she was saying, well, she had like a very specific category that she wanted to read. She said she wanted suspense with no gore and no sex and Christian themes if possible. And I was like, how are you going to get suspense Like, I don't, I didn't even know, but I was like, okay, I can get three of those things for you. I, oh, cause she also wanted romance. She's like suspense, but make it romantic. And I was just like, just stop. This is, I, I don't know how to help you, but I recommended a good girl's guide to murder because I was like, it's young adult thriller. So you get the suspense, you get some romance, but it's not like graphic romance. And I don't remember it being graphically gory in the first book. I know the third book maybe was a little, a little different, but you can stop after the first book. So when she described how she actually would get away with murder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> like that maybe that's too graphic i don't know but it's not honestly graphic. great freaking book great yeah so i would recommend that too i usually recommend that, recommend that to people if they like want a book to keep, to keep them on their toes uh-huh you could probably recommend her um inheritance game okay it's suspenseful in the sense it's like a lot of twists and turns um there's some love triangles but like all there is is kissing and young adult um but it keeps you on your toes so I have recommend that, that on my shelf and I need to read it the first two books I devoured I haven't read the third one yet because I've read the first two so long ago that I feel mm. like I forgot what happened but it's on the list for sure I'm reading that um speaking of you know Christian values I've been reading that figure skating book that had the the raunchy reviews on Goodreads it's uh, actually yeah. really good it's pretty long um despite me being in bed for the past three days I have not read a lot but I mean uh, I like it when you're sick sometimes you don't feel like reading yeah I've read some it's a it's a long book for some reason like it's 400 pages mm. sometimes I don't love when romance books are like over 400 pages like someone's just like okay long. I've had enough <laughs> It's too, a romance to me should be shorter. It should be something I can just sit down and read in one sitting. Yeah, like 350 is a golden number in romance, from in my opinion. But um, it's smutty. It's not as smutty as they made it seem. Ah, the Goodreads one-star reviews lied. <laughs> but maybe I just used to reading more. <laughs> yeah. I have not physically read a book in a long time because I've been traveling so much I mean I traveled for literally half of October and now the whole second half of November and December and I really need to finish the Throne of Glass series but because I'm tandem reading Empire of Storms and um, Tower of Dawn I like haven't marked off in the physical book where I'm at but I don't remember where it is and those books are on my shelf back home I'm like, I've got to finish Throne of Glass before the end of the year. This is ridiculous. I do say it's the best way to read the those two books mm-hmm. is in tandem. Oh, man, I want to read all over again. I think so. my friend Tanner's birthday is on Friday. So I think I'm going to get him. I want to get him the first book of a Saturday Mass series, but I don't know which one to do. That's hard. Because I, I, I kind of want to just give him Crescent City. I feel like it will really pull you in. Mm-hmm. But I kind of want to do third class. Definitely won't do Court of Thorns because I just feel like that's not his style. But uh, uh, yeah, I don't know because Crescent City is hard to get into because the first hundred pages are confusing. And so if you're not someone who's willing to stick it out, Crescent City isn't the right book. But once you're into it, it's so good. I mean, he's read Dune. He's like not opposed mm. to like reading long and the hard books. Uh-huh. I just want him to like fall. I want him to fall in love with Sarah J. Mass like I have. Yeah. So I don't know which book could. Because Throne of Glass is a really good first book, but it has nothing. It the first thing that happens in that book relates to really nothing that happens in the rest of the series. Like mm-hmm. it, it's like very different than the rest of the series. So that's why I feel like I want to do Crescent City because I feel like he'll. It. It's so much is going on in the first book that he's like will be enthralled by her writing, and it's also told in multiple point of view. Well, I guess so is Throne of City. I feel like. Throne of Cities. Throne of Glass <laughs> <laughs> is written in dual point of view, but I feel like it. She does it a lot better in Crescent City because it's like eight books later, like she's 
trained, but trained. She she switched his point of view was effortlessly in that book. Like it was just beautiful. I don't know how she does it. Okay, it's uh, decided. I'm doing Crescent City. Okay, I do Crescent City. Yeah, That's I'm good. gonna do that. I'm gonna give him that. But um, freak him out. We'll say Tuna if he reads it. <laughs> Happy birthday! Oh man! Uh... Wow. Well, I mean, we only have four minutes left. I feel like we talked about persuasion for a good a good chunk. A good ten minutes. <laughs> a good ten minutes. <laughs> okay, I'll wrap it up. Um. Thanks for listening. This is not our best episode. We promise you back next week. Funnier and cooler than ever. Um, make sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Book Talks Podcast. And make sure to follow Marissa's new blog at www.sidecharacterenergy.com. This is Kayla. And Marissa. Have a good night.